Hey, this is Nick here from Sports Pack 12. This is our mailbag question segment. And before I get to it, just want to say it's a beautiful day in Seattle outside. Earlier this week, there was like a monsoon going. I took a walk. I seriously almost broke my phone. I was, was kind of rattled. <laughs> That's a factual statement. But the manufacturer of this phone held up. So good job. We're out here. We're out here. So enough about that. You have your mailbag questions. And you can send them in a written format. And either Dane Miller will answer via written response. Or I will probably yell at you and answer via podcast form. Just, you know, send in the questions and we'll answer it in whatever format you feel more comfortable from down south to Arizona, out to the corner of the Palouse, we got Cali, we got Oregon schools, we got Washington schools, we got Utah schools, and we got the Buffs. We got Buff Nation. I just love saying that. Don't really know why. But in all seriousness, during the season, we compete against each other. We have our rivals. But all together, we are the Conference of Champions. And let's come together and let's get some good questions. Without further ado, let, let, let's hop to it. Okay, the question today is from Kevin in L.A. <laughs> I I spent some time freestyle rapping in my life, and I just love a good rhyme. So, so especially an unexpected one like that. So, <laughs> all right, all right, time to focus in here. So again, the question is from Kevin in LA, and it reads: What will it take for Clay Helton to keep his job after this season? In a little commentary, personally, I would have fired him two years ago. So again, just to get us all in the same focus here, I will reiterate the question. And essentially it is, what will it take to, for Clay Helton to keep his job after this season? So before I give you the answer, and I will give you an answer, I don't really get the hate on Clay Helton. And I'm going to dive into that in deeper detail here. Like, I just don't get it. I understand you're USC, you're the men of Troy, but I'm not understanding the hate. To me, it seems like he's, a, he's done a pretty good job overall. I'm just throwing that out there from an outside perspective. To me, it seems like he's doing a pretty good job. But I'll dive into the deep details after that. I guess after I answer the original question is a better way to phrase that. So first and foremost, how is he going to stay the year after next? He needs to have nine wins. And in that nine wins, a victory over UCLA and a comfortable bowl game victory. Or ten wins, just outright. I mean, ten wins should be enough to kind of keep him around for sure. But the at the bare minimum, nine wins and you and a victory against UCLA and a comfortable bowl game victory. Eight wins, I think he's out the door. I mean, USC is the West Coast's only historic football powerhouse with their nine national championships. So eight wins just ain't going to fly, not in back-to-back seasons. So again, nine wins, nine or ten essentially. But eight, deuces, adios. Again, USC does have loftier expectations because, I mean, it's the men of Troy. I just said, you know, they are truly the only historic powerhouse on the West Coast. All the other teams with high amounts of national championships or high number of national championships from the South, from the Midwest, from the East, but none on the West Coast. And I know other programs may not like to hear it, but you're not USC. You're not the Trojans. They run this ish on the West Coast, and they're usually the Pac-12's only hope. I shouldn't say usually, but it feels like that more than not, to be quite frank. So as I dive in a little bit deeper, I don't think you want me to go over next year's schedule in its entirety. I, don't, I think you're smart enough to do that. And your guesses are probably just as good as mine. But there is one very big thing and one big takeaway we can analyze here. And that's the Alabama game. I mean, they need to have a favorable outcome against the Crimson Tide. And I'm not saying they need to win, but they cannot lose by 50 points. That's just not going to be appropriate. And granted, it is Alabama, so that's not going to be enough to get them fired or anything like that. And there's still a lot of time to turn around the rest of the season. But 
it's just not going to look good to the boosters. It's not going to look good to the higher people in charge. So he needs to, at the minimum, lose by, I'd say, two touchdowns, maybe even 17 points. If they compete with Alabama, it'll be a huge momentum boost for the program for the rest of the season and really should get things off on the right foot. And that would be really cool to see for the conference in its whole. And, well, if they win, even though I'm not really a USC fan, man, let's crack a brew because that would be huge for the conference. I'll be right there with you, Kev. You know, whatever whatever we're drinking, Budweiser, Corona, Modelo. Modelo used to be my favorite, so throw it out there, man. Let's, I mean, if they beat Alabama, that's great for the conference in its entirety. But now, this is the part of the answer where we're probably not friends anymore. I don't get why people be hating on Clay Helton. Can someone explain it? I, I just don't get it. I mean, he took over the program in 2015 in a very weird situation with the whole kind of, I don't want to call it a scandal, but the whole Sark scenario is the best way to phrase it. Um, nothing but love for Sark. Hope he's doing well. But again, this is about Clay Helton. And he took over in just such a weird situation. And his first three games after he took over were against number 14 Notre Dame, number 4 Utah, and number 23 Cal. The program could have folded. They could have been destroyed. I mean, losing those three, that would have been it. Not it, but that really would have hurt. And he won two out of those three games. He lost to Notre Dame, and then he beat Utah and beat Cal. I mean, that's very impressive right off the bat. The following season, in his first full year as head coach, he went 10-3 and and won the Rose Bowl, finishing third in the final AP poll. I mean, that's good by anybody's standards. Third in the final AP poll, ten, AP poll, 10 wins, and a Rose Bowl victory. When you say AP poll fast, it just sounds so weird. AP poll, okay. Anyway, so in 2017, he responded again by winning the conference. 11 wins and ranked 12th in the final AP poll. And that year, they did lose in the Cotton Bowl against Ohio State, but that's nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, Ohio State is elite every year in another one of those traditional football powerhouses. So in his first two full seasons as head coach, he has a Rose Bowl victory in a Pac-12 championship. I mean, doesn't that seem pretty good? So Kev, the year you were referring to was the 2018 season. I'm taking a wild guess. They're 5-7 and seven overall. And what I have to say to that is every coach is a down year. Every coach is a down year. Forget about it. Forget about it. No, I'm saying All right, I'm not from the East Coast. That, that was not my best accent. But Seriously, forget about it. I mean, he had one bad year. It's like Mike Hopkins at Utah basketball this season. They had a terrible season, but the program's improved since he's been there. I mean, everyone was expecting the Utah basketball with their five-star recruits and Isaiah Stewart and Jade McDaniels do a great thing this season, and it just didn't happen. And one year is acceptable as a coach. You have two years like that, get the frick out of town. I mean, two really, really bad years, not too mediocre. So anyway, you get what I'm saying? The one bad year, that's acceptable. It happens in the coaching realm. In 2019, so in 2019, last year, essentially, he took a team to 8-5 and five with a completely beat-up defense. I mean, their defense was, every. it felt like everyone was injured at times. And they won, or excuse me, they played pretty much the full season with a backup quarterback and a true freshman. They played a game against Utah with a third-string quarterback and won. So, like... Wasn't that a pretty solid year? Like, pretty solid for having a hugely beat-up defense and then, like, playing with a backup quarterback, especially a true freshman. The one thing you could improve on is the bowl game. Losing 49-24 to against Iowa, uh, that's, that's not a good performance. I mean, losing the game closely would have been respectable, but not getting blown out by 25 points. So I feel on that one. So he's not, to me, a guy who deserves a lot of hate. He's kind of in the middle of the road in essentially four and a half seasons. 
He's a 40-22 and 22 overall record. So, I mean, he's done his part. I do think this year is huge, though. It, it's huge. This is the determining year, hands down. 8-5 and five won't cut it. He's out of town. And again, like I said at the top, 9 wins with the victory against UCLA and a comfortable bowl game outcome or bowl game win should be enough. 10 wins, you keep him around. But 8 wins, that ain't, that ain't going to cut it for the West Coast's elite, baby. Not the West Coast elite. 8 wins ain't going to do it. So that's my answer. I, I like to razz you a little bit, Kev, but seriously, thanks for the question. And to all Trojan fans, what the heck happened in 2013? It says he had a 1-0 record that year. Did my dude just coach for one game? I mean, I know you guys are supposed to be sending the question, but there's the question back at you. All right, everybody. Have a good day.